Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Its mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I'm Tim Robertson, the host of the podcast, and also the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomenon, and publishes detailed reports concerning these bodies in its quarterly publication, the Journal of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. This podcast depends upon donations from you, our listeners, to keep it going. If you do enjoy what you hear on the podcast, you can help donate to it via Patreon. You can start off by giving as little as $1 a month. If you feel even more generous, $5, you receive early access to the podcast before it goes public. For a monthly donation of $10, you receive a copy of the Novice Observer's Handbook. And for $35 a month, you receive producer credits on the podcast. You can help us out by going to www.patreon.com forward slash observers notebook if you'd like to join the alpm membership begins at only 22 dollars a year for more information find us at www.alpo-astronomy.org and you can also find us on facebook just search for alpo astronomy and the observers notebook also has a facebook page as well just search for observers notebook and if you enjoy what you hear in the podcast please subscribe that way you'll never miss another episode and now episode 172 with keith spring and we're talking about the october annular solar eclipse enjoy All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to this edition of the Observer's Notebook podcast. And today we're talking eclipses, and it must mean we're talking to Keith Spring, the ALPO Eclipse Coordinator. Welcome back to the podcast, Keith. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you for uh, bringing me back again. Yeah, definitely. So uh, before we get into it, why don't you just give everybody a little background information, because it's been a while since you've been on. It has. It has been a little while. Um, my name is Keith. Um, I've been observing eclipses most of my life. Um, my first uh, eclipse was the total lunar eclipse back in October 27th, 2004. Um, that eclipse has really shaped how I handle astronomy and how I observe. And since then, I've viewed five total lunar eclipses, photographed three of them, um, had some clouds for the others. But I, I would like to say that I know lunar eclipses very well, and uh, I look forward to seeing more solar eclipses here in the future. Great. And we do have <laughs> a few coming up. And we, Yes, we do. We have two great solar eclipses coming over America, and uh, these are you can't miss some events. You need to see these. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you talk about the October annular eclipse? All right. Well... October 14th, uh, 2023, uh, we will have an annual eclipse that starts on the uh, west coast of America and then uh, cuts through Central America, uh, down through Texas, over Panama, then exits over Brazil. Um, Reviewing this eclipse, as with 
anything to do with the sun. We need to start with the safety discussions. <laughs> it, it always feels redundant talking about um yeah, but there's always the safety some, means, but there's always somebody every year that yeah know, doesn't listen to the warnings. There's always somebody. So as always, it's a solar eclipse. It involves the sun. Please wear your safety glasses. Uh, please wear the solar glasses or solar have your solar filters for your telescopes. It is it is an annual solar eclipse, but even at the center line, even under full annularity, you have you know, four or five percent of the sun still uncovered, and that is enough to do damage. So um, be careful, use proper uh, solar, solar glasses and filters, and uh, have a great time with the eclipse. Yeah, now this is not like a total solar eclipse where when it's com- the, the sun is covered, you can whip off your, your glasses or, or pull a filter off your telescope and take a look at the sun. Correct. Since the moon has a variable distance, uh, from the Earth. Sometimes it's closer, sometimes it's farther away. Uh, when it's this close to the Earth, it doesn't completely cover the sun when the um, when the moon uh, comes between the Earth and the sun. So you get a a ring around the uh, the moon when you look up into the sky at it, and uh, that's in part what an annual eclipse is. It's like a total solar eclipse but the moon is it's it's too far away and too small and it doesn't completely cover the uh, solar disk when you look so do exercise caution when viewing it you can't just uh, look at it like a total eclipse a total solar mm-hmm. eclipse uh, with those the uh, moon's completely covered in a total solar eclipse and it's safe to look at but an annual eclipse you still have four or five percent of the sun's disk uncovered. So, yes. Now, with the total solar eclipse, it gets dark. Yes, it gets Does it, very what, dark. What 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 happens at mid eclipse on an annular? Ooh, good question. Um, I have never personally been to an annular eclipse, okay. but I can speak to how things were on the 2017 total solar eclipse uh, at about 5% coverage, which is approximately, or 5% um, uncovered, so 95% covered, which is about what we will get with this annual eclipse. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's dark enough to where it's it's almost twilight everywhere. And you should start hearing bugs and all kinds of uh, ground critters that come up at sunset about that time and uh it's it's dim enough to to make a difference uh brightness wise uh but it will not get um will not get completely dark like a total solar eclipse yeah i i witnessed an annular eclipse i don't know about 10 years ago here in california and Mm -hmm. at mid eclipse i mean the sun was only probably uh, 25 30 degrees up from the horizon so it looked like it was going down but you know i didn't notice like from a total eclipse the birds singing and you know the 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 uh, wind picks right. up the, the sundowner winds pick up i didn't notice any of that with the annular and it was right. kind of it was the, the sky was a weird color yeah it wasn't it wasn't blue it wasn't red it was just it had kind of a a musky shade to it it's kind of interesting yes and um uh, again that's 
it's pretty much what you should expect. Um, almost a total solar eclipse, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, but annual eclipses are more rare and in some ways more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a good quality solar filter and nice, uh, very high magnification, um, a good thing to do is to image the edge of the lunar disk as it silhouettes against the sun. Uh, you can get some nice crater features. Okay. And uh, that is something that <laughs> would look great in pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always it's always great to, uh, to try uh, new imaging techniques like that. Most people um, that I've seen try to get full disk images of of uh, solar eclipses. For total eclipses, um, you want to see the uh, solar flares or the corona of the sun. Um, you won't you won't really be able to see that with an annual eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you will be able to see is the uh, silhouette of the moon over the sun. Okay. So, um, with that in mind, um, decently high powered equipment to view it is helpful. But at the same time, I can't stress enough the importance of being able to move your equipment very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say be able to uh, disassemble, move, and set up again within an hour. <laughs> because <laughs> with, with what I've found... Yeah. You're, um, you're talking weather problems. Weather problems, yes. Yeah. Um, lots of the... Weather is unpredictable. Like, mm-hmm. like today here, it was... It's, this is Florida. It was storming. It was just thunderstorming mm. and lightning two hours ago. And now it's blue sky. Oh, my. So, well, that's Florida. <laughs> it, yeah, that's, a, that's a Florida problem, <laughs> as are many things. But mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but with uh, solar eclipses, the, uh, the duration of the annularity on the October 14th eclipse is only five minutes and 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're set up and you're ready and it's an hour before the eclipse and some clouds move in and you know, they're not going to go away, but 10 miles down the road, mm-hmm. you think you can get some clear sky, go for it. Yeah. Um, I've always been a strong advocate for using high powered camera lenses. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm going to be uh, trying out more for this, for this eclipse is I'm going to be, trying to get a higher powered uh, telephoto lens to see how that works. Um, I've had good success in the past using tracking mounts mm-hmm. for uh, solar eclipses, but I don't think they're as necessary. No. Uh, so many people swear by tracking mounts and I, I agree they're great, but to be able to pick up, move and put down again that quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you have to repolarize your mount in the middle of the day, for an eclipse that's really tough to do and uh, well, yeah. yeah past solar eclipses i've basically used a 300 300 millimeter lens on my on my camera with a solar filter wrapped around the end right i used a, a 250 mm-hmm. millimeter lens for the 2017 eclipse and that worked wonderfully yeah that's all you need to do yeah, tripod stabilized yep. uh, lens worked great if, you, um, if you're spending time to polar line you're wasting time oh yeah <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, the uh, longest exposure I took on the 2017 Eclipse was four seconds, I believe, mm-hmm. um, at 100 ISO. So the, the brightness, I would say, is relatively equivalent to a full moon. Uh, not quite, but that's in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can view the, the full moon um, without a solar filter, that is, mm-hmm. uh, you should be able to view the solar eclipse with a filter. And um, for total solar eclipse, of course, you remove the filter for the, the brief period of the total portion of the eclipse. Mm-hmm. But... Um, for annual eclipses, you have to keep the filter on. Right. And uh, since the filter's on, you will need to do slightly longer exposures, but mm-hmm. I expect you should be getting great pictures with quarter second or faster imaging. Um, the uh, lens I'm trying to get is a 600 millimeter. I want to see if I oh can. My. I want to see if I can zoom in a bit more there. Okay. Found a great deal on that. I'm not sure if I got it or not. But, uh, oh, yeah, I did. So, okay, there we are. Update. <laughs> I'm going to be, I am going to be testing a 600 millimeter lens on the, oh, uh, October 14th eclipse. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a good idea to set up your hardware now yes. and test it out, make sure yes. it works. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an annular eclipse. So just put the filter on the, your camera lens, go out and take some f- shots and just, have your learning curve now instead of October 14th. <laughs> yes. Practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. View the the normal uncovered solar disk. Just practice on that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found that a lot of autofocus systems nowadays are actually able to mm-hmm. autofocus on the uh, solar disk, which is wonderful. Yep. Um, saves a lot of time. Um, and if you autofocus on the disk when it's mostly... Um, uncovered and then switch into manual focus and just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I did for the uh, 2017 eclipse. Um, keeps the sharp focus. You don't have to worry too much about refocusing. And um, it, it's so much quicker and so much safer than trying to, in the moment, scramble for the uh, right. <laughs> scramble for the focus room. So what type of observations do you want sent to you following the eclipse? Oh, good question. Um, as always, um, any any normal solar observing equipment uh, would work well for, for this annual equi- eclipse. Um, hydrogen alpha filters are great. Um, high magnification images of the uh, edge of the moon, but that could require a large telescope, maybe with tracking. Uh, depending on how zoomed in you want to be with those. Um, but overall, full disk images are great. And practically all of America is going to get a serious um, partial out of this at the very okay. least. So even if you can't travel to the center line of the uh, of annularity, mm-hmm. um, take pictures of the partial clips. Not many people... Um, send in images of the partial eclipse. Oh, really? I think it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. So many people see the partial and not, I mean, a billion people are under the, the mm-hmm. partial section. That's, that's a lot of the world yep. and 
proportionally speaking, nobody sends in those images. I'm thinking hmm. it's because everyone looks and they see, oh, there's the, um, there's totality, there's uh, annularity. Oh, those images are really great. I'm not going to send in these partial mm -hmm. pictures. Well, partial images are just as important. Um, just remember to include what equipment you're using, uh, your location, whether that is um, exact geo-coordinates or near a city. Um, time of taking the picture is helpful. Try to convert that to universal time. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't have to. If you put it in your local time, I'll need to convert it to right. universal, and that just causes a mess. And uh, uh, yes, it's... Uh, Take pictures of the partial, take pictures of the uh, annularity, um, use all of your, your normal solar equipment setups, and uh, that should work very well. Okay. I will link in the show notes a map showing the complete path across the United States so anybody listening can see exactly where they should be if they want to see the complete annular phase of the sun. Yes. And... As much as I would like to give an exact time for the eclipse, uh, it's local. The uh, mm -hmm. eclipse moves across the Earth, and it starts over in Oregon and migrates down and exits through Texas. Mm -hmm. So, and the difference in time there is uh, is quite a bit. Yeah. Where, are you it, going to travel to see this? Um, I'm... I'm going to get on the highway and head as far west as I can make it. I'm going to try to get towards Texas, but okay. I might not make it that far. I'm at least going to get 80%. Okay. Yeah, so, we're 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 we got a group and we're all going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and it's it's interesting because October 14th is also the middle of the Albuquerque Balloon Festival, Hot Air mm -hmm. Balloon Festival. So that whole thing's going to be going on while there's balloons in the sky which ought to make some kind of interesting photographs along the way oh that's uh, that sounds really interesting yeah i don't know if you could get the balloons in the image with the yeah. uh with the solar filter on but maybe during the maybe during a partial maybe you could silhouette a uh, balloon yeah. over the partial yeah, yeah have, the, have, have the balloon eclipse the uh sun <laughs> yes yes i don't know We'll figure that uh, when we get there. <laughs> of course. And as always, eclipses come in pairs. So there is a partial uh, lunar eclipse a little while after. It's on uh, October 28th, 29th. Okay. Um, it's only a very slight partial lunar eclipse, and it covers all of uh, Europe, Africa, and Asia. Okay. So, so if you're on that side of the world, uh, there is a lunar eclipse to view. Also. Okay. All right. Man. So, so uh, you have anything else on the annular eclipse you want to bring up? Um, image the eclipse and have fun. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, early next year, we are going to have another eclipse. I'm sure everybody has heard about. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Of course. Everybody, everybody knows. Or I hope everybody knows that we're going to have a total solar eclipse on April 8th. And this eclipse is, it's going to be good. It's going to be very good. Um, the duration for this one 
is um, four minutes twenty eight seconds at its maximum. So that's that's pretty decent for a total solar eclipse compared to the compared to back in twenty seventeen when I had a minute thirty seconds. Yeah. To view it. You know, I think four. I just had over I had over two minutes in Oregon. Yeah. Right. And um you know four and a half minutes nearly is yeah. That's a that's a long time. It's a lot better. But it goes really quick. <laughs> yeah, oh oh yes, it go it goes so quickly. Uh that one starts out in the ocean, comes up through Mexico, mm-hmm. through Texas, over Ohio towards Maine and then exits over Newfoundland. So, mm-hmm. so if there's anybody in Newfoundland, you can get a picture there. There you go. Yeah. I, I know people that are going to be on a cruise ship in Mazatlan. Oh, really? For this cruise, for the eclipse too. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Well, I've, I've heard of uh, some pretty great results with cruise ships. Yeah. You, you can maneuver around the storms and mm-hmm. that's, they do have up to date uh, weather. Yes. yes yeah, I, I, I'm going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas. Texas, yes. That's where I'm going to be in the, in the campsite there. So, but I will be mobile. Mm-hmm. My my truck will be gassed up if I need to move. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And ev- everybody needs to make plans now. If you don't already have no. plans for these eclipses, you should make plans now or as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, hotels get booked up, and it's it's almost impossible to find someplace mm-hmm. and ex- expect to pay yes and expect to pay yeah uh, the sooner you get your place the uh, cheaper it'll be mm. but also also understand the weather conditions of where you're going right yeah i'm getting I'm, get, is, I'm getting nervous about texas right now everybody says texas is dry don't worry about it but Clouds are clouds, and they'll go where they want. So. That's, that's right. And I remember I saw a weather satellite photograph of April 8th, 2023, and Texas was completely clouded over. So I'm like, okay, it's a year out, but still, it's... Ugh. I mean, throughout the uh, center line in America, it's mostly around 60% clouds, uh, which isn't great, but... I mean, the best cloud cover is down in uh, Texas, where it's down around 40 or 50% uh, projected cloud cover. Uh, but, you know, it's a roll of the dice there. It is. And uh, it could it all, be great. It's always a roll of the dice with eclipses. Yeah. And there's always that fear of getting stuck in gridlock for the eclipse. And, well, that's, uh, yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who said, asked me where I was. He just asked me yesterday. I said, I'm going to be in Texas. Oh, and he rides a motorcycle. So he goes, I'll just do an iron butt. That's when you ride a thousand miles in a day. I'll oh, ride, da- I'll ride down there for the eclipse, crash at your RV and then head back. I'm like, dude, <laughs> the 2017 eclipse after it was over, it took me 10 hours to go hundred miles. Oof. You're, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> the eclipse. Yeah. yeah. And even getting to the location is going to be a nightmare. I mean, roads are going to be nuts. Yeah. For the 2017 eclipse, I was in, pretty much the middle of nowhere yeah and somehow there were hundreds of other people there right why there were people with me in the middle of nowhere (laughs) i don't know i was in the only bed and breakfast 
I don't know where they were co- they were staying. Oh my! <laughs> but they were just all these people. Yeah, and that's just how it is. If you're yeah. if you're out someplace in the middle of nowhere, imagine a gridlock of people to show up, and you won't be able to leave. Right. So have multiple ways out. Have plans of where to go, and make sure you can uh, set up your equipment quickly. That's right. And and uh, operate it quickly. Yeah, I'm camping in a campsite in Fredericksburg. I'm going to be there for five days. So mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere before or after. I'm, just, I'm going to be hunkered down there. And it's right smack on the center line. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, we will, we'll get together in a couple months and go m- into more depth of the 2024 total solar eclipse. Yes. But you got, you got anything else you want to share before we end this? Anything else? Well, we don't have very many more eclipses uh, recently. Um, These are the only two real eclipses we have over America for quite some time. Um, There are going to be some some partials here and there, but it's not going to be it's not going to be like this for a very long time. 2028 has an eclipse go over South America. I'm looking over my charts here and we have some partials and things like that. But for the next practically 10 years, we don't have any other total Mm -hmm. solar eclipses. And if you want to look just at America, um, it's going to be a while. Hmm. So make it count. Make yes. make sure you see these and uh, yeah, spend time and enjoy them. Yep, exactly. And take time away from the eyepiece. Yes. The, the first total solar eclipse I ever li- did, I was looking through my telescope the entire time. I never took a step back during totality. I never took a step back and looked around and looked at the horizon. And it just it just feels different to oh. look at it with your own eyes. Oh, and it does. And that I made a point of that in 2017 to just take a step back. And I had a GoPro camera set up on top of my car, which took a whole sky image. So I filmed basically the entire eclipse on that. And it was pretty wild. Right. Oh, and that's something else I should have talked about. Um, if you do have clouds and if it's impossible to get out of the clouds, I saw, I, I thought of the idea, why not just take a wide field landscape mm-hmm. um, video? Yeah. You could see the um, darkening of the, of the clouds above, even if you can't see the sun in the True. eclipse. Um, you could always try to make the most of it and take a nice landscape image. And um, Yeah, that's for the total solar yeah. eclipse. Well... Yeah, that is with the total solar eclipse, but the annual eclipse, I believe, it does get somewhat dark enough. And with what you were saying, what what you were saying with the uh, strange colors, mm-hmm. you might be able to get some some interesting colors yeah, through the that's, clouds. That's true. So even interesting cloud phenomena like that are worth viewing. And true. there's always something to look at. That's very true. Eclipse. All right. Yes. Well, but Keith, this has been fun. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast again. Well, thank you, Tim. And uh, it's always a pleasure coming back. I believe this is the fifth time I've been on the podcast. Oh, wow. You're a regular. I was, uh, <laughs> I was counting, so. <laughs> now you, yeah. You're catching up to Bob Lunsford. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
Yeah. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be back. And yes. look forward to the next one. All right. We'll talk to you later. Well, thank you, Tim. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook Podcast. I again want to thank uh, Keith Spring for coming on and gives us an update on the annular eclipse in October. Please get out there and observe it and observe safely. We upload a new episode of the Observer's Notebook on the 1st and 15th of every month. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please give us a rating and a review. I really appreciate it. You can also listen to us now on Apple Radio, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Echo, Spotify, and we also have our own YouTube channel you can listen to it on. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon. You can give up to $35 a month where you receive one year's membership to the ALPO and producer credits on the podcast. And with that, I'd like to thank the producers of this podcast, Steve Seedentop and Michael Moyer, for their generous support. Thank you very much. The link for Patreon, as well as the link for the ALPO, is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at at ObserversNBPod. Or should I call it on the X? I don't know what should I call that. Anyway, until next time, I hope you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.